You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Mashugana. Your bonus, uncensored 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, August 22nd, and we are finally here. If I'm not mistaken, Andy, this week will deliver us college football, right? Week zero, they call it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it what, Thursday night it starts, I think? Yeah, baby! <laughs> Woo! We finally made it. The long swim to the other side of the ocean. Football is back. We got preseason to talk about. I've got to put a quarter in the Andy Polin sniff test on what's going on with Tom Brady. Plus, there is preseason football to talk about, fight song controversy, uh, Big Ten money, a new twist in the Tiger LIV tour thing, and have you ever been to a Bucky's? Hold that thought. Before okay. we get going any further, what I love about this time of year is I look out over the sports talk radio landscape, Andy. I say to myself, oh, yeah, we got the leads now. We've got stories that we can talk about when it's been so dry and desolate for the longest time. And it reminded me of this great scene from Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. You've seen the movie, I trust? Oh, yes. It's a classic. <laughs> here, here was a, uh, a much younger uh, Kevin Spacey, before he got into all that trouble, 
playing the sales manager at a real estate firm in Manhattan tasked with sending guys out to try to sell junk properties in Florida uh, with salesmen played by the great, um, not Jack Lemon. Or maybe well, Jack Lemon was, was one. Yes, Jack Lemon yes. was one. Al Pacino was another one. Ed Harris was another one. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so here yeah. was here was here was Jack Lemon uh, as uh, the old timer sales guy, which reminded me of a lot of sales guys we used to work with back in the day. But here was the story about here was the little anecdote about the leads. I'm hired to watch the leads. Marshal my sales force. I'm given a policy. My job is to do that. What I'm told. Now wait a second. Anybody falls below a certain mark, I'm directed. I'm not permitted to give them the premium leads. How do they rise above that mark with Drac? With this toilet paper that you're giving me, you give me one premium lead. Do you know what the premium leads cost? I know what the premium leads cost. Yeah, I know what they cost. I generated the sufficient dollar revenue to buy them, but I cannot sell shit. (laughs) And I've seen these before, you know. Christ, I saw these back at Homestead. 1985, we pitched these cocksuckers Baywater. They couldn't buy it. They couldn't buy a fucking toaster. They're broke. They're deadbeats. Hey, look, just give me some leads. Don't come out of a phone book, huh? You give me something hotter than that and I can close it. It's just a streak. I'm going to turn it around. Hey. Hey. I need your help. Uh, Jack Lemon. I love him. I can't do it, Shelley. Can't do it, Shelley. Unbelievable. The whole movie, which was based on a David Mamet play, was basically shot at night in the rain. So if you weren't depressed and stressed enough, but... The leads in sports radio are the kind of stories you can talk about that are interesting, that have some legs to them, right? That have some yep. intrigue to them. And I would say this Tom Brady story has got a lot of mystery around it. What is going on in your guesstimation with Thomas Edward Brady Jr.? The line that Bill Parcells delivered 30 years plus ago. Once you start thinking you're retired, you're retired. And I think this is the most underplayed story in sports right now. I agree. How come there's not more to this? And where, Andy, are your precious insiders? Oh, where art thou, Peter King? Where doth thee hide, Jay Glazer? I thought, Shifty Schefter, you went to the end of the earth for information. Where is it? Yeah, and, and and all I hear is, oh, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. No. He's built up so much equity. <laughs> no, no. This, report. This is the leader of the team. Dig. Take off. It, report. Yeah. Ask people. Cross ethical boundaries. Hell, Schefter once stole medical charts to get the scoop <laughs> on OCU and Nora. I mean, come on. It, 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 is, it is very, very strange. And, and when a coach says he'll be back, soon that's really mysterious now back back in the day training camp was a two-month event it would start not long after the fourth of july and wouldn't end until just a week or two before the season started now it's like three and a half weeks and he's skipping two of them Uh uh-uh something ain't right here okay so what do you think is going on i have my theory i want your theory I think he might be still working a power play behind the scenes to get himself to the Dolphins. That could be one theory. Whoa. Uh, the other theory is 
Uh, he got himself back in gear after that 40-day retirement, thinking he was going to be all set to do this again. And he got back out on the field, and there's no Gronk. Uh, and, you know, it just doesn't feel right. And he can't get himself kick-started again. And I think he's trying to figure out if he really wants to play again. I, I think there's that possibility, absolutely. So, in other words, Todd Bowles said, look, I will take a yes now, but I will wait for a no if you want to play this season or not. So take the time you need. And secretly, he's praying that Tom Brady finds his yes, right? Oh, well, look, Todd Bowles is very much a secondary figure in the Buccaneers to Tom Brady. You're not going to give Tom Brady an ultimatum. No, of course (laughs) not. Of course not. So, all right, that's a plausible. I think that the Dolphins angle... There's no way the league would let him go to the Dolphins after well, what happened. Okay. Yeah, but you know, if he's he's knows the angles, he knows the people. He's been around the block with this league a few times, and you know, he got screwed by Roger Goodell on Deflategate. Agreed. So you know, if if he can work behind the scenes to stick it to old Raj when he's got a lot of other Michigas on his plate. Oh, it would be sweet the, revenge, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson, the lingering Dan <laughs> Snyder situation. I mean, there's so much right now that if he goes, <laughs> bend needle, huh? Okay. Watch, watch this. this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Alternate theory number one. His wife, Giselle, is pleading with him to re-retire again. That it's her, and she's the one desperately trying to change his mind and he is taking the time to go yeah yeah i know honey but and it's going to take several weeks that that's a possibility yeah i think that's that's i mean she's been saying for years that she wants him to go and she may be saying how much longer are we going to play this game here no pun intended alternate theory number two she was Mm -hmm. so pissed off at him going back on his word they're getting divorced and all yeah. All hell's breaking loose back home, and he's got to at least tamp out the fires. Yeah, oh yeah, that's 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 also in play. Any yeah. anything and everything is in play here, other than what we're getting from the insiders. Oh, he just needs a, a week or two to get himself together. Some some personal issues he's taking. Yeah, but September 11th, that Dallas game. Oh yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Right. Well, we'll see. How about I would say the most plausible theory, which is. He's on. He's finally earned fuck you mode in this yeah. league where he already retired once. He doesn't need it, but he came back anyway. Seven rings on his two hands, and he's like, fuck you. I know football. I know training camp. I'll be fine. I'm not going to be there for two weeks. Deal with it. You know you're going to be looking at the backups anyway. I'm going to roll back in when I want to roll back in. And he's playing yeah. golf at some super private club that nobody can get access to. It's chilling. Enjoying the last of his uh, Nantucket summer. I might buy that, but I also have heard him many times say he embraces the grind. And this is a guy, when they had that celebrity golf thing that he did with uh, Peyton Manning and and, uh, I guess Phil Mickelson was involved. I remember during during the height of the day. He was running laps and and sprints in the parking lot in the offseason. He's too obsessed with football to just take a couple of weeks off in the middle of training camp. It just it just doesn't add yeah. up. It, unless, it really does not. Unless a lot of that was eyewash. Yeah, could be. Unless a lot of I that was fake hustle. Who knows? But you're right. 
Uh, Peter King, Jay Glazer, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. Hey, insiders, show us you're really an insider and fucking report on this story and don't just go, well, we'll respect his privacy. It's ridiculous. Uh, Okay, moving right along in the preseason, I have not had you, at least on this podcast, weigh in on the final verdict and final settlement, I should say, not verdict, in the Deshaun Watson case. 11 games, $5 million. And then as soon as the ink was dry, he basically said, yeah, I'm still not guilty and I'm sorry because of the decisions I made and because Mm. people got triggered and then people lost their minds over that. In the broad scope of the NFL's various investigations, how would you grade this one from the league standpoint? How did they do? If this were a term paper, what grade would you give, give Goodell in the league? I would give him probably a C. I mean, given the circumstances, I don't know how they could have done in- incredibly better. I mean, it would have, yeah, would have liked to have kicked him out for a year, but but they allowed this all to go on where he gets the most guaranteed money in NFL history with this ridiculous contract where it's only a million dollars in the first year. The five million dollar fine is a joke, but you know, with the way they handle everything else, the way they're handling Steve Ross, Stephen Ross with, uh, you know, clearly tampered, and he, what, he get a, a six or seven-game suspension? Sure, sure. So, you know, it, you, you can't be, you know, heavy-handed justice for your owners and, and or not have heavy-handed justice for the owners and, and treat the players another way. All this stuff is collectively bargained. The league just wants to move this along. They're, they're trying to get you – they're trying to get to September 11th as quickly as they can because they know once that happens, everybody's eyeballs are going to be on the set. Oh, yeah, look, football, football, football. They're not going to care. And yeah. so given given what the charge was to get this out of the way as quickly as possible and move on, I'd give it a C. As uh, as Naki says, the dogs bark, yep. but the caravan moves on. And Absolutely. The caravan has already started to move on. How are the commanders looking to you, my friend? <laughs> kind of like they have forever. Uh, a friend, John Kime, I saw a stat he put out today. He said... Since 2010, they are 30th in the NFL on third down conversions. Uh, when it is counted in these two exhibition games, starters versus starters, they have not forced a punt. And uh, at one point in this last game against Kansas City, the Chiefs were six for six on third down. Some of them didn't long. And problems continued to linger. They fired the defensive line in the middle of training camp, a guy who had been with Ron Rivera for 11 years. I mean, there, there's something not right there defensively. And offensively, I don't know how much you can tell from the preseason, but they, right. they look to be a team that's just sort of meh, which is what they've been for a long time. Yeah, how's Carson Wentz look to you? I, By the way, I came home from a vacation with the family mm-hmm. late afternoon Saturday, flipped on the TV. I saw the Chiefs and the Commanders in broad daylight, and I thought, is this live right now? I then texted you to ask, is it me, Andy, or are they playing a whole shit ton of more day preseason games this year than before? Yeah, they are because the NFL Network wants the programming. So they, they the are. Yesterday. So they yeah, are. Yeah. So that is that yeah. is a thing. that Because like it, it for years now, they haven't played any preseason games during the heat of the day in August. 
Right. But why would you do that? Why would you subject right. your players to it? Why would you subject your fans to it? Right. But they, they don't care. The fans don't matter. They, they know so this is purely for television and purely for the NFL network. It's, 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 it's more television programming. Did you see, by the way, uh, and maybe you want to get to this, what the Big Ten did with their television deal? Oh, we're going to get uh, to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the NFL's media rights deal is $10 billion a year. Baseball is less than $2 billion. What the NFL wants to do with that $10 billion, they want to grow it. So they're going to continue to provide more programming, which network television loves. They just And cable television, including the NFL network, loves. So they don't really care about the fans coming out and sitting in the heat of 95 degrees. Sure. They just want television programming. Yeah, so I, I looked a little bit at Wentz, and I said, ah, okay, he looks like Carson Wentz, and uh, you know mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be eh, you know this year until the low line starts getting beat up, and he's under siege, and he can't run away from guys. The other big storyline this summer for the Commanders has been, from what I've gleaned, because I'm not super into it anymore, is that Antonio Gibson, the darling yep. multi-purpose back, the converted wideout from Memphis, has a fumbling issue, and it's now reached DEFCON two. Yeah, well, this this is also a position where it's not really a big deal if you start a rookie. And it's become clear that Brian Robinson, the rookie out of Alabama, is better. And so oh, really? What, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, he in the two games, he has clearly been better and uh, has not fumbled, which is a problem <laughs> with Gibson. He had six. He was, he was the most fumbling non-quarterback in the league last year. He had... Uh, six fumbles. And so, uh, yeah, and, and and I don't think that's, you know, it's one thing if a rookie quarterback beats out a veteran, but a rookie running back beating out a guy, yeah, he's had two good seasons, but, you know, they're gonna, you're going to use him as a kick returner. And look, running backs get hurt. So, I, I, I you know, the fact that, that the season won't start with Antonio Gibson in the backfield with the number one unit, I don't think that's that big yeah. a deal anyway. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Meanwhile, our old friend Doc Walker was doing color commentary on the preseason game that I watched on Saturday. And I guess he's been doing it for the other one as well. He'd do it for all three this year on television. Yeah. Good for Doc. I agree. I don't know what happened with Joe Theismann, who did the games forever. But, uh, you know, Theismann not doing it. And uh, Doc working with Kenny Albert, who's been doing their preseason games for a long time. And Doc was great. Doc, you know. 
exhibition football is exhibition football. And Doc earned his Super Bowl ring on a team that went 0-4 in the preseason. So, you know, what, what, what the meaningfulness of the games is. But he keeps you interested, and he talks like he's a coach. I don't want to see any more of that. Oh, that, that. That makes me sick. I want to puke when I see that. Right. <laughs> and he keeps you going. And, and he makes you think this stuff really matters. He's done a great job for the first two games. Uh, you know, you and I have always marveled over the years at how Doc Walker stays relevant despite the fact he last played in the league in 83, I want to say. 85. 85. 85. And was not a star. He was a good player, but not a, not a star. Uh, but has knows how to get himself in the spotlight. Look, as a player, he played tight end. So he managed to get himself in the two most high-profile groups, of which he really wasn't a member. The Hogs, right. the offensive line, which technically a tight end is, and the Fun Bunch, <laughs> which which he technically wasn't a receiver. But but he knows he knows how to find himself a spot on stage. Well, good good for Doc because you know he he lost his job as the uh, station got sold uh, yeah. to Odyssey, and uh, you kind of thought, well, maybe maybe Doc's going to kind of retire and just sort of fade away. He keeps mm-hmm. swimming upstream, so good for him. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. You aware of this Commander fight song controversy? Oh, about- my God. I was, I was going to ask you, because you actually played in the band. <laughs> How do you take a song that has a, a two-syllable name and make it into a three-syllable name? Five. It's kind of like the... Yeah, right. What is it? It's uh, Hail to the Commanders. Commanders. Yeah, they put in an extra <laughs> beat in there. More than yeah. just that. They changed the tempo of it. This was the junkies on 106.7 The Fan talking about it. Second. Hold on a second. I heard this, yes. What's your hired f- Oh, here we go. Okay, sorry. There we go. Sick. <laughs> There's two, we're going to play two versions. They one, changed the beat or something. One, you can hear the instrumental uh, a little better, and then the other one, you can hear the singing a little I better. I want to hear okay. the instrumental. So yeah, this is the instrumental first. It's Eric Pickler. <laughs> Sounds fucking terrible to me, by the way. It's terrible. They changed it to the Commanders. They all did start singing the Commanders a bit. It's also a poor recording. It sounds like 80% of junk's calls. No, it's terrible recording. (laughs) Okay, so um, why do they even still have the fucking song? You know? I agree. I agree. Look, the, the song should have been retired with the name. In the original version, it said "Fight for Old Dixie," um, right? And uh, you know, and 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 what they're trying to do is trying to hold on to as much of the past as possible. Even the old timers like us or me, anyway, the, the song really wasn't that big of a deal, uh, you know. And, no. and so now they're they're keeping it as if to say hey you old people here here's your link to the past with this beloved song it's not beloved it, it's time for it to go <laughs> i know do you like the uniforms i know you're not a big yes. uniform oh guy. yeah now this this will surprise you because when they first came out and they they showed you the uh, uniforms the day they announced the name change 
And the white ones, I said, oh, that's ridiculous. The numbers look red. This this looks terrible. But I must say, on TV, they do pop. So seeing, pretty darn good. seeing them in person out on the field against the Chiefs, you said, ah, it actually kind of works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the helmet and the new sort of shade of red and the fact that they've got a satin helmet now, which they never used to have, and the taco holder W, as I call it, <laughs> it it's not a bad logo and helmet for an expansion team. Which is essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah. So the uniforms were de- were designed by Tanya Snyder. I understand her. She had a role in it anyway. Oh, really? Mm. Would you get in a fight with somebody at a preseason game in no. the stands? No. Did you no, no, see no. the brawl that broke out at the Jaguars Steelers game the other night? I've seen clips of various brawls at games. Not this one in particular comes to mind. But what was it? What was it about? <laughs> alcohol that's what it was oh. about it, it okay. had it couldn't have been about the fucking game it's the preseason imagine <laughs> thinking i've got to go to the hospital for a laceration and a possible concussion because i got into a fight with other fans at a preseason game holy yeah, so. shit what a stupid thing that would be <laughs> have you ever been to a preseason game yes Way, way, way back in the day. I can't remember the last one I was at. I think the last one I went to was over 40 years ago uh, as a fan. Now, I've been to to some, you know, when I've been working, like, in in various markets. But as a fan uh, at the old Texas Stadium, it was the Cowboys and the Oilers. And in those days, you know, they had that hole-in-the-roof thing. Mm -hmm. And, And the problem was with the stifling hot air at night, and the humidity, Ooh. the air couldn't escape because of the roof. Ooh. I thought I was going to suffocate. I thought I was going to die watching this game. <laughs> I thought, what am I doing here? It was like a rice pot, wasn't it? <laughs> Just oh, steam terrible. you to death down there. And I'm sure yeah. the mosquitoes at night were not good either. Well, I don't think the mosquitoes got in the stadium. Not that I don't remember that. But the oh, okay. stifling heat and humidity. Well, maybe Dallas was doesn't have bugs. Doesn't. Uh, well, Arlington had famously big bugs. The old yeah. Rangers baseball stadium. Oh, I went to that park a lot. Yeah, when I got to Texas in 81, that was a converted minor league park. They're now, I think, at least two stadiums removed from that. They've got one with a retractable roof. Right. But that was that was really old school. And, of course, Houston. Houston has always had an indoor stadium, going back to the Astrodome. But there are tons of mosquitoes there because they're right on the Gulf. Yeah, it's weird how some teams are playing their starters in the preseason. You know, uh, the Magic biracial unicorn played again against the Commanders. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes looked good doing so. Like, oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Why is he playing exactly? Well, I, I would trust an Andy Reid, wouldn't you? I would too, but I, I just tracked it in the first week to go who's playing, who's not. Carson's <clears> playing, obviously. He needs to even though he is the QB1 on the team. Some teams like the Packers aren't playing Rodgers at all. I don't think he's going to yeah. play in the third preseason game. Brady's off doing whatever the fuck he's doing. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that way. College football. Did you see that Urban Meyer has slimed back on Fox? He's been signed to do Fox Big Saturdays for 13 weeks this fall. It got me to thinking some guys – no matter how big a dipshit they really are, narcissist, bad guy, they can't not get hired by television. They just yeah. have that look or whatever it is that makes TV executives go, 
yeah, we'll have him back. Why not? Yeah, I, I don't understand that at all, but I guess TV executives do. And maybe the fact that people are actually talking about it makes a difference to them. But, like you yeah. would think maybe at some point in a rational world, they'd say, yeah, nobody needs to hear from Urban Meyer. He was kicking his players in stretching drills in Jacksonville, was run out on a rail as a joke, got caught grinding on a woman half his age during the bye week in the NFL. Fuck him. He's done. That would yeah. be a rational thought. It would be, but they maybe they just chalk that up to the pros and they just talk about his legendary college career in which, by the way, he had a, a murderer on his team at one point. Um, but sure. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he, is, he is a terrible guy, it appears. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the, the TV execs think it's a good idea to have him. I don't get it. I don't think he's ever paid any consequence for anything. His no. wife didn't leave him after that or anything else. No. You know, mm, he, yeah. he, he keeps getting jobs. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the whole scandal at Ohio State where his assistant coach was uh, mm-hmm. possibly a domestic abuser, that didn't uh, taint him there. Yeah. Well, Did you, don't you think it's possible he winds up as a head coach in college again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because college is completely without morals, and uh, mm-hmm. it's all about getting the talent. But mm-hmm. But here's where the game is changing. Money, money, money. The Big Ten's oh, yeah. new TV deal was announced this weekend, or I think last Friday, maybe, and it is it was, it was, staggering. Oh, it's 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 unbelievable how much money it's. This is one conference, and when they it's, got it's one point one four billion per year for seven years in yeah. TV money. As an example, the every program could pay. All 110 football players, including all the walk-ons, plus 15 men's and 15 women's basketball players, $200,000 a year, and they would still have over $600 million per year left over. Yeah, well, weren't you, weren't you one of those who said that they couldn't pay the players? I didn't say that. I said they didn't have to pay the players. Well, because, they're going to have to. It's going to have to happen now because there's just too much there. Well, the question would be, where would that money go if the players weren't going to get a huge cut? Uh, it's right, too. Well, the, the coaches have been making unbelievable sums of money. But again, um, a $1.14 per year. You pay every coach in the conference $10 million. That leaves you with only point. Uh, zero two billion dollars no it's crazy it's (laughs) so so you can't spend it all i mean look paying the players is gonna happen because it's gotten so rich so obscene and now the portal the portal is open through nil to do it that said there's other athletic programs that could use that money because what was the case before was socialism they take in all this money and then they disperse it to all these other programs programs will lose money the women's volleyball program, traveling all over the place, staying in first-class hotels, nobody watching their matches. So yeah. I don't know what, where that money would go, that amount of money, but obviously the players are going to get a chunk. You're going to get a chunk. And, and, the, and the other sports, you know, I, I'm not going to bleed for the other sports because if you're on the, on the soccer team 
at the University of Maryland, you don't need to fly now to UCLA to play a soccer match. You could play against <laughs> local schools, Howard, American. You're playing Division One soccer. It's fine. The cost would be bus rides. Yeah. I, I, so as far as the other sports, uh, I'm not going to get too worked up if they don't get all the big revenue out of it. It should be scholarships for them. That would be nice. Don't. They could give them all scholarships. Don't go to UCLA to play a soccer match. Andy, as the line from your favorite movie, The Big Lebowski, goes, Smokey, it's a league game. Smokey, it's a league game. You got to play UCLA. Are you proposing a separate conference for the Littles? Yeah, yeah. Well, because because the other sports are, are professional. The, 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 <laughs> the college football is professional football. It's professional football. College basketball is professional football basketball these other sports are not yeah well it's staggering and now the sec is going to be i think the next one up to sign a new deal they're currently the most undervalued property in all of sports they got better football and and you notice that uh that espn did not make a deal with the big 10 because they're saving up their shekels for the sec Right, they got to make a run at the big boys. I mean, a one point one four billion for a package that includes heaping doses of Northwestern, Minnesota, and Purdue. Yes, <laughs> no but, offense but, to any of those programs, but holy shit! Well, there's, there's three networks that are involved. There's the big noon game on Fox. There's the afternoon game on ABC, and there's the night game on NBC. And from noon to midnight every single Saturday, you're going to have Big Ten football across the board on three big networks. So that's that's what the networks wanted because they want the live sports, and that's what the conference wanted so they can promote themselves all day long. Yeah. Two more things real quick, then we're done. Did you see where the Portland Trailblazers announced that their television and radio teams will not travel this season on the road at all and it has nothing to do with COVID. They also said that the announcers were not in favor of this decision, despite the fact it's going to allow them to spend a whole lot more time at home with their families. Yeah, it's it's harder. I've never done this, but from what I understand, it's harder to do the game from your you know home place. And I think teams have realized that it's not going to severely hurt their ratings or anything like that if they do it that way. So, you know, the bean counters got involved. And, you know, even though they, the, the announced teams usually travel on the charter, there's a cost for that. And if they can eliminate, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars here and there, they're going to do it. Is this the start of a trend, do you think? Will yes, it spread? Yes, 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 it will spread. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's ever going to go back. I think, I think the, uh, the days of, of – look, our friend Dan Helley, who's uh, out in Los Angeles – he he does multiple games sometimes in the same day on uh, on different uh, really? you know, different games. Oh yeah, and and uh, and what I saw him do a Maryland game in uh, in the afternoon, and I saw him do a, a, a UCLA or USC game at night. And when he does his stand up in the studio, they just have the background <laughs> of the of the football stadium fakey, in the back, a big fake yeah. green screen of it. That takes oh, yeah. all the romance and thrill out of doing proper play-by-play. The traveling, the being around the team, the Mm. hotels, 
getting uh-huh. there on game day, walking and the finding field, out seeing, nuggets, you know, yeah. talking to players. Yeah, all that. I mean, you, I did that briefly. I did SMU for a couple of years. I guess you did that with uh, the UC Santa Barbara. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's a fun thing. Get to know the players. And, uh, and it's, it's ancient history now because the technology it says that you don't really need to do it. Yeah. Lastly, have you ever been to a Bucky's? What is a Bucky's? <laughs> That's a great fucking question. I'm not even sure what it is, but it's basically a gas station slash truck stop slash mega mart. Really? That has to be seen to be believed. I think they're from Texas, but they've spread through the South. I went to a Bucky's on the way back from Hilton Head in Florence, South Carolina, and was just blown away at the size of it. They had, by the way, the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever eaten at a quick stop place because it was real scrambled eggs, and it was made Mm. by this army of workers in there (laughs) just stacking these sandwiches in big you know, dispenser bins like you ask yourself, is there, are you sure there's going to be enough people that come through here to buy them all? And I think the answer is, of course, there will be. They know yeah. what they're doing. I think some of the Buckies have as much as 96 different pumps to get gas from. Yes. You know, somebody, my friend Joe Fowler was telling me about this. Some, yes, yes, yes. And now that I think about it, he says it's a really big deal. And you would be amazed if you saw that. It was almost like it was a tourist stop to go to a Bucky's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Additional locations are under development Colorado, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri and Tennessee. They, their mascot is a big beaver, and yeah. outside, lined up in front of the store, are giant barbecue smokers that cost $600. Like, it's a fucking Home Depot. I'm thinking, sweet, I'm getting gas, I'm going in for a Pop-Tart and a soda, and yeah, sure, I'll get a, a smoker while I'm here. What oh, the hell? Big box stores, there. you know, why not have them on the road? Uh, founder Arch Beaver Applin opened his first store in Clute, Texas in 1982. He formed the name Buc-E's, B-U-C-E-E, by combining his childhood nickname and the name of his Labrador retriever, Buck. So mm, there you well, go. 40 years, relatively speaking, that's sort of new, isn't it? It kind of is kind of new. All right, Andy, as always, a pleasure, my friend. The good leads are in our hands. Let's go make hay with them, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. First prize, Cadillac. Second prize, steak knives. Third place, you're fired. You're fired, exactly. Whoops. Ran out of music there. I had the short version pulled as one of my audio bites. It's even labeled as coming to your city short. I always say to myself, just cut the whole fucking thing, for God's sakes. You might need the whole song. And I did need it there, and I ran out with Andy Poland. Anyway, cannot wait for this song on Saturday mornings. College game day. One of the few things that ESPN has yet to utterly fucking ruin with their rampant, nonstop, woke agenda and bullshit. Can't wait for cool fall Saturday mornings. Can't wait for wild parlays that finish late at night with our friends at MyBookie.com. Get your account ready for the fall. And please gamble responsibly. It's coming, people. All right, good to be back home. Ready to go this week as we work our way towards 
the start of the football season and the NFL. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. And if you want a little bang in your yin yang, come along, come along. Winning season has officially returned, and with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.